This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Top of the hour here on The Daily Tip on a Wednesday. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Michael Jenkins. In the next hour, we've got all kinds of things. We've got World Series Game 5 preview coming your way in just a couple of minutes at 7.20. Lucy Burge of BetQL to stop, stops by to talk all things pop, culture, and sports. And then at 7.40, we've got our survivor picks for this week in the NFL. Who will survive and advance? Jenks, I was just uh, trying to get caught up on NBA because the NBA is going on still. And I saw Mm -hmm. this about Joel Embiid. He has been fined $35,000 for doing the D-Generation X Triple H celebration (laughs) against the Blazers (laughs) on Sunday, which, you know, more commonly known is known as the Suck It. I think most fifth graders were doing this back in the 1990s. It was very popular. It feels like Joel Embiid just learned about this like a couple years ago. Would you do something like this? Like if you had a lot of money and you're like, listen, I've got 35 grand to spare. Maybe it's worth it. Do you think if you're rich, these type of celebrations are worth it? Well, that's a good question because it's a celebration that, I mean, it's going to garner attention, but also isn't exactly new. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to raise the roof, but, uh, but also you're not going to get fine for that. So I, I would say if you're, if you're a pro athlete, you are probably no raising the roof, no raising the roof. The roof has been raised enough. Now you're raising it to a level that is unsafe for the people under said roof, sir. No, I think that probably when you're mega rich like that, like it's a dumb fine because that's a ton of money to all of us who aren't professional athletes. But I think if you're a pro athlete, it's probably nothing. It's just like, yeah, I wanted to do it in an NBA game. I'd always thought about it. This was a celebration I loved. So I'm going to do it worth the money. I think this way for touchdown celebrations, or if you make like a really good play in college football, which mm-hmm. it sucks. You can't really celebrate as much, but I feel like if the, the NFL, if you had your first NFL touchdown, I would do whatever celebration I wanted to do and be like, listen, just bill me. Mm-hmm. Just put it on my tab. This is worth it. Or if you really hate somebody. 
Because I was thinking, yeah. I was like, does Joel Embiid really hate somebody on the Blazers? And he has so many, like, agendas with so many people in the NBA mm-hmm. that, like, maybe he does. I can't think of it right now. But yeah. if you really hate somebody, I do think it's worth it. Do you have a celebration in mind if you played in the NFL and you scored your first touchdown? What would you do? I don't know. I think I would punt the ball into the stands. That one has <laughs> always felt like it would be a fun one. Like try to kick it as far uh, as you possibly could. Yeah, that's a good one. That. You definitely get a fine for that, but that's a good one. They remember that. Like you score and then next thing you know, you're set up for a punt. Jack it up into the second level. Yeah, that's a good one. What would you do? Mm, I think I would do the old school where you you put your hands on your knees and you move your knees back and forth and your hands switch places as your knees <laughs> go back and forth because it's so dumb and nobody does it anymore and it's so stupid. I think it's so stupid to be funny. That's what I'd do. I'd master that one before I brought it back. I don't think you'd get fine for that though, right? You wouldn't. Like that's a pretty, no. that's a pretty tame yeah. one. That goes in hilarious. line with your persona. Michael Correct. Jenkins. Rule follower. I thought that, or you would try to like fold a, a load of laundry in between. I would. Like, listen, I got to get something done real quick so I can be ready for the weekend. Or yes. you'd be checking emails. You would be doing Ooh. something productive. Be like, listen, I've got Correct. 15 seconds. I'm going to DoorDash my groceries. Just a That's minute. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Ooh, I'd, I'd pull out a phone. And they'd be like, oh, he's going to call his mom like Joe Horn did back in the day. Oh, he is responding to a request on LinkedIn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the most he's boring player the in the media NFL. training. <laughs> or what are you always doing during the breaks? The like, you know, oh, the, the Odyssey corporate security training that training. we have to do? <laughs> I'm definitely. I, when I was at NBC, I literally had a boss come to me. And he, he leans over my desk. He goes, I've never seen anyone complete this training this fast. And I was like, yeah, because I don't, I had a boss at NBC tell me that. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to come to the end of the year and have four hours worth of training that I have to sit through. And also, if you're smart about it, you have to listen somewhat, but you can just kind of play it in the background and maybe you listen a little bit, but I don't want to sit there and be a captive audience, unless, especially for these security trainings, like unless you're a real moron, most of them you can pass without watching the entire thing. You know, it's like if you get an email asking you from a friend asking you for your social security number, what should you do? Give it to them because you trust them. A, B, say, hey, here's my social security number and also my phone number if you need to get a hold of it. It's like there's a, usually a pretty obvious answer there. Yeah, we need a segment on the show called Corporate Michael, where you give advice (laughs) to people working in corporate America how to hack the system and be your best corporate self. Because Jenks over here is killing it. I'm telling you, there's (laughs) one guy. I always get so angry. I'm like, God, why do we have why do we have to follow these stupid little little videos that they say? And but I know why, obviously. But I was like, who doesn't know this? Well, one time when I was in a newsroom years ago, I saw the guy that didn't know it. Like, I think my issue was, especially being such a computer nerd, why I want all these programs, I want to be able to be as efficient as possible. And of course, if you want anything loaded on your computer, you had to go to the IT guy because they're not going to let you download something willy-nilly. They don't trust you to do that. And then I saw a buddy of mine and he destroyed one of the inputs on his computer because he was trying to jam his 
iPhone cord into a slot that didn't match, like a USB slot. And he just like ruined this. I'm like, dude, I didn't say anything. I'm like, how many times did you try to jam that in your computer and, and, and not have the thought, maybe this isn't correct. And I'm like, this is why. This is why we can't do anything. Because you broke your computer because you tried to just shove it in with pure force. Ugh. And that's why there's always someone like that. There's definitely people out, out there like that. The only example I can think of off the top of my head for myself is when I was like 13 or 14 and I downloaded LimeWire onto the yeah. computer. Do you know how many viruses that gives your computer? A ton. Yeah. A ton. So it wasn't my smartest move, but listen, your girl had to have that ludicrous song uh, on her burned CD. So I also got in trouble for that. They're like, you can't be downloading these songs with all of these curse words on the church computer. I said, what? They're jams. It was the edited version. Who cares? <laughs> But they didn't yeah. take too kindly to that. So um, had to move some chairs for the youth pastor <laughs> after that one. All right. So how about this World Series game? Uh, we've mm. got a elimination game tonight between the Dimebacks and the Rangers. Rangers holding a commanding three games to one series lead. So this is it for the Dimebacks. They have had a great run in the postseason, but it all could come to an end tonight if they don't uh, steal a win from these Rangers. Pitching matchup tonight is Zach Gallon facing Nathan Avaldi. Uh, Nathan Avaldi, 4-0 with a 3-5-2 ERA in the postseason. Zach Gallon stands with a 2-2 two two, uh, record with a 5-2-7 postseason ERA. So, Jenks, do you think the Dimebacks have one more win left in them, or do you think the Rangers continue to roll on the road? A perfect 10-0 in road postseason games this year. Oh, God. I don't know. I, You know what I kind of like here? I like a first five under. But, God, doesn't that just – isn't that just asking for a loss? That sure feels yes. like it. Do you wanna, <laughs> do you, yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. So, this is my handicap, and I'm like, no, I can't play this. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I would think that if the Rangers – not if, they have a chance to close this thing out tonight. So wouldn't you think this is a situation where all hands would be on deck? And if they have a chance with those bats as hot as they are, at least based on last night's performance, if they jump up early and any pitcher at all gets into any trouble that they'll lock it down. I, I kind of feel like they might try to do that. And I don't blame them. Let's look at these two pitchers. And first of all, uh, we'll start with Nathan Navaldi. Now I know last time out, because this is a rematch of game one, that he gave up, what, five runs, four and two-thirds innings. So not a great performance. But really, that was his worst outing in weeks. And I expect some sort of, you know, negative regression here because he's been so good. And if you look at him throughout the season, the one thing he has been is just incredibly consistent. Six and two on the road, a 3.56 ERA. So not just in the playoffs, but all season long, he's been very good away from home. And then Zach Gallen, this is where you take a look at his splits because at home, his ERA is 2.47. He faced the Rangers in Phoenix back in August, pitched six innings of one-run baseball, struck out 11. So clearly, these two guys are in a spot where the under could hit. The problem is when you talk about betting an under when the Rangers are in play, you risk them just going off. So I would go under four and a half runs in the first five. It's minus 105. But 
I am very reticent to play it. Yeah, I think with this Rangers lineup hitting the way that they're hitting, and especially in the first five innings, because hasn't that been the trend yeah. for the entire postseason, is that the Rangers not only are scoring a bunch of runs, but they're scoring a lot of runs in the first few innings of yeah. these games. And when they do it, it's not just like, oh, we're going to score a couple of runs here and there. Last night, they had a 10 spot going in, what, the third inning? Mm -hmm. So I think that this Rangers lineup is so potent. You've got to remember that Adolis Garcia wasn't even playing that game. So it's Rangers that are good top to bottom, and I think that does make me a little nervous. I, I don't think I mentioned the line for this game. It's a pick em, uh total set at 8.5. What about a full game over? If you bump it down to 8, and you hit the over like elimination game mm. unders are usually the play, but we have seen what both of these teams do to the opposing team's bullpen. And I think that's where yeah. it gets a little sketchy because look at last night, the Dimebacks scored all of their runs in the final innings of this game against the Rangers bullpen, who is probably their biggest weakness. So even if Evaldi deals, or even if Evaldi gives up, you know, say one or two runs, I think there is a good shot that this over hits because Zach Gallon last time around, uh, he did well, but he did give up three mm -hmm. runs to this Rangers lineup. So I think I would go full game over or you take a look at some of these outs props because situationally speaking, this is where you can maybe get some value on some of these pitchers, even though I think that the books have kind of spartaned up just a little bit when it comes to posting these outs numbers. Nathan Avaldi is set at 15 and a half, which is a tricky number. Normally, I like outs props that are sitting right at an even five innings. This means Nathan Avaldi has to go back out for the sixth inning and at least record one of those outs. I was thinking about playing Zach Allen under 15 and a half outs because, number one, he has to have a good start to go over five innings. But also, this yeah. is an elimination game. If he is struggling even a little bit, don't you think that the leash is going to be very short for somebody struggling and your season on the line? A thousand percent. Absolutely. Which is one of the reasons why I kind of like the under a little bit, because if someone is struggling or at least looks like they're struggling, I think they could be pulled. But I, I just keep going back to the same point, which which I know you've already made, which is in the first five, the Rangers were awesome this season. And also their bats have been great. So I, I really don't like it when my particular handicap doesn't align with some things that we've seen that have been consistent trends throughout the season certainly it could hit there's no question about it but I kind of like to have everything in alignment and make sense before I say all right I'm going against something that has been very profitable yeah is there anything that kind of says that though because I think that's the the problem I've had with these past two postseason games between the Rangers and the Dimebacks is just there's mm -hmm. not a whole lot of ammo and a whole lot of yeah. logic for any of these plays. Like, I think last night, probably the over. You know, I think we kind of like that one just because it was a bullpen game. Both these offenses are pretty solid. Uh, but there's nothing really here that's giving me the full green light. I think I will probably take that under on the outs on Zach Allen just because it's set at 15 and a half, which is a relatively high number for a postseason game. But is there anything else you're seeing here that you think may be worth a shot? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I, know, I don't right? I, mean, I I I I just don't know. And I know that's not the I'm not that's not the right answer to give necessarily, but I don't want I don't want to shoehorn a pick into an analysis if I really don't find it. And when it comes to this series, I have found that this series in particular has been really, really difficult 
to handicap. And so even tonight, I kind of like the Rangers, but at the same time, you're looking at even odds. Minus 110 for both the D-backs and for Texas. So this is probably a stay away for me, particularly when you're talking about a potential world championship for Texas. I wish I had a better answer, Chelsea. I keep looking at this from different directions, and I'm just not finding something that really stands out to me. Well, it's tough when there's only one game on the slate. Like during the regular right. season in baseball, there are so many games to choose from. But when you were only given one game in a matchup that seems pretty evenly matched, I know the Rangers are leading this series three games to one. Yeah. Uh, it's just tough. Uh, one final nugget before we go. Uh, Evan Carter had a couple of doubles against Zach Gal last time around. Hits plus runs plus RBI. Over one and a half is minus 120. So maybe a big game for Evan Carter of the Rangers. Coming up next, Lucy Bird stops by. Time to get our pop culture on and learn what we've been missing. Next on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And we are back, off and rolling. It's the day after Halloween, but also the first day of November. Jenks, it feels like we're going to be starting a very busy time of year because once it kind of gets close to Thanksgiving, that's busy. Mm -hmm. You deal uh, with your family and try to cook a big meal. And then it's Christmas season. Like, listen, all of these stores are decked out with Christmas decor already. So does that make you stressed out a little bit? Because I love the holiday season. At least there's like something to look forward to as opposed to like Mm -hmm. January where it's just cold and there's like no good holidays. Uh, Do you like the holiday season or do you have a lot of responsibilities? No, I love the holidays. I particularly love Halloween is great. I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. Christmas is always exciting for me because I like a little chill in the air. I like Christmas music. There's just something about I get really into like the Christmas spirit, not in a weird way where I'm just constantly walking around with, I don't know, with, you know, I have like three Christmas trees in my house and everything I wear is red or green or anything like that. But there's something I think to me, I think when I look back at my life or look back at my experiences, I've always had really awesome Christmases, be it with my family and again with the music and it's so unique. So yeah, I love Christmas. I can't wait. I like Christmas, but I don't like the circus that it comes with because during the Christmas Mm -hmm. season, it is impossible to go to like Target or anywhere without a thousand people or even the mall. Like, why does everybody need to be constantly shopping? One would think that online shopping would cut down on this, but it doesn't. I remember going to like Black Friday a couple of years ago at the mall and thinking, oh, nobody goes to malls anymore. No, incorrect. Every single person in the entire county was at this very mall. So I'm not looking forward to the hustle and bustle of the holiday Mm -hmm. season, but I am looking forward to the holiday itself. Well, when you say every person in this county was going to the mall, every person you think it's in maybe location specific. I tell you what, here in the county, every, I'm everybody in the county was down at the local mall getting ready for the holidays. Maybe God, that it's makes like me sound country, specific. huh? I love no, because I was I re- in Charlotte. I went to the outlet oh. malls in Charlotte, which Charlotte's like uh, a okay. pretty big metropolitan area. Because oh, I remember yeah, I was yeah. visiting his family, and Jake was playing golf like he always is. 
And I was with Blake and I was like, we got to find something to do. So we went to the mall and it was chaos. And I will never go back without maybe practicing my tackling and like vision skills. Like I would yeah. think a running back would be great on Black Friday. Like seeing all well, the also, openings. That has to be true, a talent, also, right? Oh, no question. But also isn't an outlet mall like always kind of crazy because people are looking for deals and you just pop in and go store, store, store. I feel like that's even more just wild than just like a regular mall. An outlet mall, a factory outlet can get, yeah. You had a guy the quickness of Saquon <laughs> Barkley to maneuver through there. This is the most danger that this suburban <laughs> white mom ever faces. So yes, this is, this is my the streets of the outlet malls. All right, let's bring in Lucy to talk about this. Uh, she is a Becuel host, host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on Becuel. Always Boston strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apples? All right, Lucy, good morning. It is the first day of November. So we will ask you a question along these same lines. When does the Christmas season officially start for you? Or do you think it's Thanksgiving season? Well, good morning. Um, well, my holiday season is now over because Halloween is my favorite holiday. So my holiday season is October 1st to October 31st, and now it's done. And that's sad. But Aww. I think it should Aww. be split into Halloween season through October, Thanksgiving season through November. December 1st is when I begin Christmas stuff. Christmas music, mm. Christmas decorations, December 1st. Because then people do get their Christmas tree like today. There are people that do that too soon, way too soon. December mm. 1st should be, or, or people who do it Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, that's okay. That's close enough. But for me, it's December 1st. That's when Christmas begins, not in March when they put out Christmas decorations in the store or January when they put out 4th of July decorations, which I have seen before. That The holiday season should be split up into <laughs> these categories. Home goods, I don't know what you're doing, but July is when, or, or June, I guess, is when uh, July 4th decorations should be out. Maybe not January. A little bit of a startling <laughs> thing I saw this past year. And I was like, wait a minute. There's an entire display of 4th of July. I love America as much as the next person. But January is not the time for 4th of July. Because then you're just dreaming of summer. But we take it a season at a time and split it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. November, Thanksgiving season. December, Christmas season. That's how it should be. Oh, now, since you are a huge Halloween fan, I believe I saw, Lucy, two costumes that you wore, one Freddy Krueger, one Rollerblade Barbie. Can you please give us the inspiration? Because I saw a lot of people interacting with you based on these costumes. 
Yes, the inspiration was I saw them online and I thought those would be good and I purchased them. <laughs> that was the extent Fair enough. of the planning. I saw because I, I kind of was trying to get inspiration through. And this was a little more of a last minute thing. Honestly, I did not buy these months in advance there. I saw some people who put so much time and effort into their costumes. And that is, I just can't love that more. That My favorite one I saw was the, well, there were two of my favorite ones I saw online. The Randy Johnson, someone was Randy Johnson. The other person was the bird that he um, uh, sadly murdered. Oh, then God. there eliminated. was <laughs> eliminated, yes. The bird that uh, is no more. Then there was a father and son who was, they were in immaculate grid. And the father was one of the top squares and then the son was the one of the bottom ones. The bottom, they were Aaron Judge and Derek Jeter. Yeah. But, you know, that's beside the point. That was one of my favorites. But this was a little more of a last minute thing where I saw them online and I saw the Barbie one first then saw the Freddy Krueger one like a week later and I thought you know what I'll just do two costumes because it's perfect for two costumes when Halloween is on a Tuesday because then you can do one on Monday on Halloween Eve and then you've got Halloween weekend before so you have like a good four days of, of costume opportunities so I thought you know what I'll do two and so it, I did it and I, I think they they worked out okay but you know the dimensions of the Freddy Krueger one were a little bit off the top was a little bigger than the bottoms and maybe I'll put that in my review of the costume <laughs> because yeah you know look out for that <laughs> that's Gotta the problem when you order these costumes online you can't try them on and sometimes it's disastrous but lucy last night i was trick-or-treating here in tennessee and i saw a little boy dressed as ryan Tannehill. he had a Tannehill jersey and i was like god bless him it's yeah. the last time he can wear that uniform probably for a long time but then i saw twitter and i saw uh something even sadder and it was a tweet that said there were no calls inquiring about Patriots quarterback yeah. Mac Jones. Like, I think we knew this, but did you think it was diabolical to say this and say like, yeah. hey, in case anybody was wondering, nobody wants Mac Jones. Do you think this hurt his feelings? I would assume so. I would probably cry if I was Mac Jones and I was like, <laughs> no, no one had interest. And you're like, oh no, nobody likes me. No, I think um, that's too bad. I think that was a really funny report because there's like, you could just be like, no, you know, Mac Jones is still a patriot. No movement when the Mac Jones situation instead. No, the reason is nobody called about him. <laughs> no interest. You could fib a little and be like, there were there were some calls, like his mom called. And then you could say <laughs> there were calls about Mac Jones, but no. Not one person called to see about Mac Jones. And, you know, just it's always it, what's Mac Jones's deal and never how is Mac Jones. Nobody called just to see how he is. And these these circumstances, no. these unprecedented <laughs> times for the Patriots, no other team could just call. And then you're like, oh, the uh, the I guess the Raiders or whatever are calling. And it's just they're just like, oh, how are you doing? And it's a prank call. Like, no, even prank calls for Mac Jones. Just no calls, no interest. Very, very sad. Yeah. Makes you feel really good when you have a, a quarterback that no one else is interested in. Yeah, it's like really Mark great. Davis calling. Mark Davis yeah. called about you. Why? Is he interested in a trade? No, I just wonder if you're still struggling and just said, said to say hello. He just wanted like, to know oh. if your refrigerator was running. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, class. Right? <laughs> and you're like, and you hit me with that after right. all this? <laughs> Lucy, so I have to ask you about what I think is a burgeoning new career for you. And this is the ASMR videos that I am seeing. So do you think this will be a part of your career path moving forward? Because I think they're gaining some traction. 
Oh, 100%. I get, you know, one or two people saying you should keep doing this. So, you know what? Those one or two people are right, I think. So I will keep doing this. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and that's when you can take that and say, everyone's saying, I got a million tweets saying, keep going with this. No, I got like, you know, one or two, a sprinkle here and there that are like, oh, this is, this is good. I got some critique on it. However, one person oh. said that I'm getting better at it, but to slow it down. So I will slow oh. down my ASMR. So I'm sure that was coming from a great place. That person wants me to slow this down. Okay. Um, so I will keep doing this. I think in the next movie, I think I will do. I did Terrifier yesterday for Halloween, but I think I'll just do Terrifier too. I think Halloween or horror movies are for any season. And I think mm. and it, it falls off a little bit. Like today, I'm like, oh, yesterday I was really, really thinking about watching horror movies and had this like this want to watch horror movies. And today that has waned a bit because it is November. Mm. And it's funny how when the calendar turns, you're like, yeah, okay, that's a little bit past that. But there are some horror movies that you can watch at any time. So I might continue that and also do uh, just any movie, just any other movie. I'm taking suggestions if anyone wants me to watch a movie that I've never seen before maybe so that I it's a, a like real reaction to it I think would be would be good but yeah I'm thinking just just any movie tv show anything like that and just sure. a, a a live reaction to it and I hereditary was the first one I did this was the jumping off okay. point because that movie was so messed up that I had to react to it and I did so in a kind of whisper and people liked that so I was like you know what that's sometimes how some ideas begin is by mistake and that's how this happened hereditary was just such a crazy movie that it sparked my ASMR career that's really what I think should be on its Wikipedia page. Oh, I'm not gonna like lie. I've sitcom. I've never even heard of that movie. Like Hereditary? oh, Tony Collette. Okay, this what Tony Collette is in this, and I, well, I don't know. It, it's it's a very disturbing movie. So I would say if you don't like some of the most disturbing things you could ever imagine seeing, probably skip it. Probably give this one a skip because it's really scary. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna and be enough I, for me then. I had to take a break in between. Like I there were parts there's a part that is is if you've seen it, you probably know what I mean. There is a part where I had to stop and and take a break from it. Like last night, watching Terrifier took a World Series break. And there was a point where I was like, Yep, time to watch the World Series. That's kind of where we are with this movie. So sometimes you need a breather, but then you know, the ASMR can kind of smooth over that. Yeah, I'm feeling very lost in this conversation. Jenks, did you want to <laughs> add something there? Oh, I just ASMR wanted to ask, I, I would just ask, would you ever do, because generally this is done with obviously a horror movie. Would it ever work if you did like a sitcom or something like, yes. hey, this is one where Deborah and Ray really get into it. And I have to say, I think Deborah has a really good point here. Or is that just completely yeah. like way too out there? You know what I should do? I should do Everybody Loves Raymond. Because I love that yeah. show and there's yeah, a lot to it. Yeah. Okay. I could start, I could move into sitcoms too. And then just do like 20 of them a day too. And be like, you know what? This is, this is the one where Ray's mom comes over to the house and that could be any episode. So that would yes. be perfect. I don't even have to be watching it. I could be in my car and be like, oh, you know, the one where uh, his brother Robert comes over and he's really sad about something. That's like every episode. So it could right. be anyone. Yeah, yeah, another do, girl dumps Robert, and he's sad. Yeah. Um, um, uh, but they don't make sitcoms like they used to. Like, some of the mm -hmm. sitcoms of that generation were the best. Everybody Loves Raymond. You had uh, King of Queens. Those are my two go-tos. But we have, like, a minute left, and we haven't talked about the World Series. And you've been giving some good plays in the World Series. Do you have anything you like tonight? 
Yes, well, tonight I think I'm going to go with my perennial Corey Seager. I think for Corey Seager, I'm going to do over one and a half hits, runs, RBI, which have been working out pretty Mm -hmm. well. Last night had Christian Walker to do the same and Corey Seager over one and a half total bases. He obviously cleared that. But I am hoping the Diamondbacks win because I really want this to go seven games and I want the Rangers to win in seven games is my prediction. But if they can get it done tonight then uh, so be it but I think uh, Rangers and seven still my prediction and Corey Seager over one and a half hits runs RBI for tonight Ooh, I like that and I too hope that it goes seven games because I need some more baseball before I have to turn my attention fully to the NBA and Joel Embiid doing the suck it uh, celebration on a daily basis uh, anyway she is Lucy Burge host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on Beck UL. Lucy thanks for stopping by Thank you so much. Somebody call Mac Jones, see if he's okay. Please. Oh, Mac Jones. <laughs> Check him. on Mac. Like, he's got to fire his agent. Like, if you're his agent, you need to say, no, you say, Mac Jones is our quarterback. He's not going anywhere. Not, nobody called about Mac Jones. Nobody wants him. <laughs> Guess he'll stay here. God, what are you doing? You got to spin it. Spin, spin, spin. Coming up next, our survivor picks for this week in the NFL. Can we all survive in advance? Next on the show. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the Bet QL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a Wednesday, a women of wagertainment Wednesday, to be specific, here on the Daily Tip. In a few minutes, we will go down the list and give you our favorite plays for Survivor this week, which means a team doesn't have to cover they just need to win outright. And there's some interesting choices this week because, you know, the list is dwindling. If you are playing this the correct way and you don't play, um, you know, uh, the same team that you've played in weeks past, the strategy gets harder and harder every single week. For me, I've just been living one week at a time. I have been the Vin Diesel of Survivor where I'm living my, what is that line? one-sixth of a mile at a time or a quarter mile at a time? Did you see where there's a new Fast and Furious movie? I think there's a new one. I have to admit, I am not a big Fast (laughs) and Furious guy, so I only know so many. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen a Fast and Furious, honest to God. What? Not a single one? No, it never really appealed to me. I'm like, eh, I don't know. That looks okay, I guess. And then I just never got into it. And now there's a billion of them. So it's, I'm not going to start now. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's a, <laughs> maybe the original is a classic, but when you're like 10 iterations in, maybe it's a little too late to continue or to start down that road. It was one of those movies that I think you saw because it was popular in the culture of the time. Like I remember yes. when Too Fast, Too Furious came out and the soundtrack was really good. And also, mm-hmm. Ludacris was in it. Tyrese was in it. It just had such a good cast. Have you ever seen a movie just because the cast was so good? Like, I the, remember when the ensemble things, the ensemble movies yes. were a big thing, where they do, now presenting Valentine's Day. And it'd have, like, 15 <laughs> A-list actresses. And then it'd be like, now presenting 
Memorial Day. And they did that for a long time. Do you think that makes a good movie? We just I, put a bunch of actors in it. <laughs> I mean, I think here's the thing. I think that it depends on what your style, what your taste is. I know a lot of people who like Catherine, the lovely Catherine sort of, I think fits in this category, which is, well, it's got so-and-so in it. It's got so-and-so in it. So mm-hmm. I'll watch it. Like, what do we watch on Netflix? Oh, that's so bad. Well, it's got Julia Roberts. It's got George Clooney and it. it's got to be good. And I was like, not no, necessarily. it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. And, you know, because here's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't have a a list of like a ton of my favorite actors or actresses. Like maybe Denzel Washington, I would say is my favorite actor. I feel like almost everything he does is good or worth watching, but not always, you know, sometimes there's a clunker more than anything. I just want to see a great movie. And I I think as I've gotten older, it's look, I have a finite amount of time. So if I'm going to give you two hours of my time, I don't want to waste it. And then, it doesn't have to be exceptional, like, ooh, it's nominated for an Oscar. But I don't want to see something that's just kind of thrown together and then you're just got a star in it. And you're like, eh, it was okay. Like, I want to pick, especially now when you have so many choices. I mean, you can stream, watch anything. So I want to pick out something. I want it to be really good, which is, I feel like, kind of hard to do. But I just want to see something good that is entertaining. Yeah, I think there are two prime examples of the point that you were making. Sandra Bullock in Bird Box. I think a lot of people okay. saw that and said, oh, Sandy Bullock, she's a great actress. This movie has yeah. to be good. No, that movie was terrible. And then probably 50% of the movies that The Rock has made. Like how many terrible <laughs> movies has The Rock been in? And he's probably been, Whoa. you know, rolling in dough because he is such an A-list actor that mm-hmm. I think across the board, he is so likable that they just throw oh, him yeah. in a movie and they're like, let's put some explosions in The Rock. There you go. Yeah, well, and the thing is, is that that works for a lot of people. And you're right. The Rock is incredibly likable and incredibly charismatic. So there are people just, they, I, I, I would say this. A lot of people go to see movies based on star power, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I totally get that. I think I'm in the minority in that I'm more interested in, yes, it'd be great if it had good stars in it. But more than anything, I, I want to see something that is a that is a great film. And again, it doesn't have to be some sort of award winner it can or anything like that. But I, I just don't want to see something that's very mediocre just because it has someone in a starring role that might be an A-lister. But I don't think most people are like that. I think most people will go see someone just because of the, the stars in it. Oh, this is a, a great talking point for the World Series. And we'll get to our Survivor picks in just a minute. But I wanted to ask you about this. It looks like the ratings for this year's World Series are way down compared to mm-hmm. other years when you've had the big name teams. And as somebody who loves baseball, I'm like, well, who cares? It's been a great World Series. But if you really want, like, the game to grow and all of that nonsense, I guess it's true. Like, I hate saying it, but it Mm -hmm. feels like people want to see the big-name teams in the World Series. They do. Also, I think that – and this is where you go into casual fan versus baseball fan because I think if you're a baseball fan, this has been a great World Series. There's been a ton of great mm-hmm. storylines, and we talk about them every day on this show. So I, I've been super, I've been more excited about baseball this season than I have been in a long time. I think it's been an awesome season, but also a lot of that has to do with our handicapping or discussion on the show. For the casual fans, yes, they they don't know. They're not necessarily familiar with the Diamondbacks rotation. They're not going to be like, hey, Brandon Fott has really come on in the second half of the season for the D-backs. They probably aren't really familiar with him, but they do know the big names like Ronald Acuna Jr. or Bryce Harper or or whoever it may be. 
Yeah, they want to see The Rock and explosions, yeah. a.k.a. probably <laughs> right. the L.A. Dodgers. Right. They just want to see the Dodgers in the World Series. And I guess that's how it's always going to be. But let's get to our survivor picks this week and see if uh, maybe we can pick some big-name teams to survive and advance. There can be only one. Who will survive? All right, so the rules of our survivor game here at the Daily Tip. A team just has to win. They don't have to cover. And if a team you pick loses the week you pick them, you can't use them again for the rest of the season. And also, you can't use the same team in back-to-back weeks. So now that we have the rules out there, let's start with our picks. Matt, let's lead us off here. Who do you like? I like the New Orleans Saints this week against Tyson Bajan and the Bears. Bajan kind of showed his true colors last week, and I don't see it getting any easier against a pretty good Saints defense. Um, Dennis Allen, of course, defensive-minded head coach. So I will take the Saints at home against Tyson Bajan and the Bears. Ooh, Bajan Orange, you are not going to be surviving. Matt's going the other way. All right, Bill, looks like uh, you and Matt are in lockstep here. Who do you like? Yeah, I will keep this short because, as you can hear, my voice is pretty much shot, uh, fighting a cold here. But, yeah, the Bears stink. Give me the Saints at home. (laughs) Simple enough. (laughs) But for the Bears, it rings true. All right, David, normally go a little bit different than the rest of the pack. Who do you like this week in Survivor? I am going to commanders all over this and say, finally, the savior has arrived for the Atlanta Falcons. Taylor Heineke starting at quarterback (laughs) for the Atlanta Falcons. I will take them over a depleted, sorrowful Vikings team without Justin Jefferson and without Kirk Cousins. I think Atlanta rolls. Yeah, also, the Falcons have been great at home, so I'll be with you there. A little tease of my picks. Uh, all right, so, Jenks, looks like you have a pick that is different from the rest of us. Who do you like? I'm going to be the opposite of Bill. My voice feels great, so I'm going to talk for about probably six or seven minutes here. Take us to break. I'm going to oh, go Browns right. over the Cardinals. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm going Browns over the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals traded away Joshua Dobbs, so now they go into Cleveland to face arguably the best defense in the NFL, certainly a top five defense. I don't know how they're going to move the ball enough to beat the Browns. So give me Cleveland. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, As for me, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to be with David here because the Falcons have been good at home this year, three and one. And part of the strategy and survivor is picking spots to play teams that are not the contenders. Like, it's easy to go in there and say, hey, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, I'm going to pick the Ravens, whoever. But when you get a chance to play one of these mediocre teams and you think it's a good play, I think you got to use them. So I think now is the time to play the Falcons because you may not have another good opportunity to do so against this Vikings team that has a lot of shuffling going on. So I'll take the Falcons at home here for my survivor pick. All right, so now we're going to open up the floor for a little discord uh, if anybody thinks any of these picks are trash speak now or forever hold your peace i'd be a little worried like them all like matt who speak up very good vikings defense is really good and the falcons offense not so good like 
they might not score more than like 13 points. Like, granted, the Vikings might not score more than that in themselves, but it, it'll make me a little bit nervous. That's just me. Well, obviously, the Falcons are not one of the cream of the crop teams, but again, I kind of laid out my strategy there. But your <laughs> your um, worries are definitely valid. David, do you think we should be worried? I've said it once. I'll say it again. The savior has <laughs> arrived. Taylor Heineke is. Oh my God. A, no, there was a, a a sizable difference between Heineke and Ritter running that offense last Sunday. And I expect. Desmond Ritter's same. not good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Heineke at yeah, least gives them the opportunity to go downfield to Drake London, Kyle Pitts all these guys and take some of that weight off of that running back core. So I, I, I like it there, especially with the depleted Vikings. I think Taylor Heineke is one of those feast or famine guys. You know, at times he can look really good, but he also is a bit of a gunslinger. So there is a chance that yeah. we could see the bad version of Taylor Heineke who has bounced around the league. Jenks, did you cover Taylor Heineke when he was in Washington? I certainly did from more more of a distance than I have other players here in DC. But now I'll tell you one thing about Taylor Heineke, you're right about him being a gunslinger. That is absolutely his mentality. So he is not afraid to roll out of the pocket and chuck it 40 yards downfield. And sometimes it's a big six and then other times he makes a miracle throw. But at the same, regardless of how you feel about him, I do think he is an upgrade over Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I think that's my mentality, picking the Falcons. I feel like Brett Favre, I'm just like, you know what? Falcons, let's do it. <laughs> what let's do wrong? it. The gunslinger. Right, because this far in the stay in the game and Survivor, that's the problem. I've used up all of the teams that you can count on. So now I have to count on the Falcons. We'll see right. if they burn me this weekend in Survivor. Top of the hour is next on the Daily Tip. We'll talk World Series Game 5. Are the Diamondbacks going home after tonight? We'll see. That's next on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.